welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. For more information on Strand Baptist Church and our ministries, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Good afternoon and uh, welcome to a new little series, um, a brief series, but nonetheless new. <laughs> uh, this series, if I could entitle it, would be The Hall of Faith Continued. Um, that language of the Hall of Faith is taken from Hebrews chapter 11, where we find Old Testament saints lifted up as examples for us. We have Enoch, we have Moses, we have we have uh, Abram, we have Noah, we have all of these great examples lifted us, lifted up for us so that we might follow their example of living with faith. Now, of course, we could add to that list New Testament uh, saints, as it were. We could add the, uh, the Apostle Paul. We, we could add Peter, who so boldly preaches in the midst of, of, of much persecution and suffering. And, and over 2,000 years of Christian history, you can add many more names. Maybe in your mind, a few names are sticking out right now. Maybe you're thinking of, of people like Billy Graham, for example. Now, I want to look at two people this week who have been uh, influential in my own life and who I believe have to be added <laughs> to that hall of faith. Uh, the first one today is Francis Schaeffer. Now, on Thursday, we'll look at Charles Haddon Spurgeon, but today I want to look at Francis Schaeffer. Now, Francis Schaeffer was born on January the 30th, 1912, in Germantown, Pennsylvania, to France A. Schaeffer and Bessie Williamson. He was of German and English ancestry. In 1935, Francis Schaeffer graduated from Hampton Sydney College, and in that same year, he got married to Edith Saville. Francis Schaeffer then enrolled at Westminster Theological Seminary, and he studied under Cornelius Van Til, who was known for his defense of the faith, also known as uh, apologetics, and he studied under J. Gresham Mason, who was known as a firm defender in orthodoxy and the doctrine of biblical inerrancy, which is to say that the Bible has no errors. Now, in 1948, the Schaefer family moved to Switzerland, and in 1955, they established the community called Labrie, which is French for the shelter. This place served both as a, uh, a place where a philosophy was taught and it was a spiritual community. And this place attracted thousands of young people and was later expanded into Sweden, France, the Netherlands, Canada, the UK and the United States of America. Now, one of the very first books I read as a believer was a book entitled The Christian Manifesto, a book written by Francis Schaeffer. 
This book was written, as you can tell by its title, in response to the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. Now, at the time, I knew pretty much nothing about Karl Marx and his destructive ideas, nor did I know anything about Francis Schaeffer, except for the fact that he was quite well-liked among evangelical and conservative Christians. Since reading this book and pretty much all of his books, he has become massively influential in my own spiritual formation. Now, what I really like about Francis Schaeffer is the balance that he struck between conservatism as a biblical ideal and his view of spirituality, which embraced all of life. This is one of my favorite themes at which Francis Schaeffer hits. And and one of my favorite quotes from this book, The Christian Manifesto, uh, illustrates this very theme. Francis Schaeffer writes, The Lordship of Christ covers all of life and all of life equally. It is not only that true spirituality covers all of life, but it covers all parts of the spectrum of life equally. In this sense, there is nothing concerning reality that is not spiritual. Uh, this, is, this was for me quite important to grasp. God is not only concerned with spiritual things, but he is concerned with all of life. Yes, he's concerned with my prayer life. Yes, he's con- concerned when I, when I share the gospel. But he's also concerned with the way I treat other people. He is also concerned with the music I listen to, the TV shows I watch, and the attitude I have when I work and when I study. This theme was radical for me to understand that God is not the God of the church only, but God of the entire world. And I loved that because God was made to seem as big as he is. And God wasn't made small. Now, a few things I think you should know about Francis Schaeffer is that, number one, the Bible was central to his worldview. He became a Christian at the age of 17 after reading the Bible for the very first time. And he believed and held that the Bible held basic answers for basic questions. And he, with great zeal, defended the inerrancy of Scripture. It's quite interesting to note that there were many people who liked Francis Schaeffer, who liked what he had to say about social issues, but found him far too conservative when it came to his doctrinal convictions. And yet, he would not budge. He was not ashamed from the so-called scholars of his day. He believed that God's word was inerrant. He believed that the Bible was sufficient. Number two, he believed in the dignity of all human beings. He often spoke about little people um, in the eyes of the world. And he said that man, human beings, are all made in God's image and therefore are worthy of value and are beautiful. He, he opposed abortion on demand, euthanasia, infanticide, and he co-authored a book with Surgeon General C. Everett Quip entitled, Whatever Happened to the Human Race. I've read that book many times. And in that book we see, yes, on the one hand, the gruesome nature of abortion, infanticide, euthanasia. But on the other hand, we see a great call for compassion, love, and hope, as we're all made in God's image. 
Number three, he affirmed that we must be a people of truth and a people with great love. He says the local church or Christian group should always be right, but it should also be beautiful. So he was passionate about truth. He fiercely opposed relativism in all of its guises, and yet he spoke the truth with much grace and with much love. And then finally, the fourth thing that you should know about him is that he applied the Christian message, the Christian gospel, the Christian worldview to all of life, including the arts, even pollution, affluence, racism, and the destruction of life. And this is what I really appreciated. I alluded to it earlier. I love that the the gospel uh, was relevant for all of life. The Christian worldview, all that God says actually matters. And and in this, uh, Francis Schaeffer excelled. He addressed issues of race. In many ways, evangelicals were not doing in his day. He pleaded for others to treat all people as image bearers. Francis Schaeffer constantly opposed what he saw as the twin values of personal peace and affluence. And he asked and and, and pleaded with Christians instead to become sacrificially involved in their communities, in, in, in attempting to eradicate social ills. He truly was a herald for the dignity of human life. And he opposed not only abortion, not only racism, not only those great evils, but anything that reduced man from the image of God to a mere machine. So if you do not know Francis Schaeffer, I would encourage you to go on YouTube and and type in Francis Schaeffer. There you will find great material. Um, He has a series on YouTube, How Then Shall We Live? One of his famous series. I would encourage you to check that out. Um, If you're interested in any of his works, I've got quite a few of his books. Um, So I'll put that out there as as an offer to you. Um, I hope that this was helpful and informative and even encouraging. The Lord bless you. Bye-bye.